1: Against Heresies, in which he condemns many heresies that were being introduced into the church by Gnostics and other heretic groups that had risen from pagan influence. One of these heresies that he spoke against would later become known as Adoptionism. Adoptionism is a term that many of you may be unfamiliar with, yet most of you would strongly disagree with. It is the minority belief that Jesus was born just a man not the son of God and he was adopted by the Father at either his baptism or his resurrection or his ascension Irenaeus spoke against these heretics he said there are some who maintain that he also produced Christ as his own proper son but of animal nature meaning just a man and that mention of him was made by the prophets. This Christ passed through Mary just as water flows through a tube, and there descended upon him in the form of a dove. And Irenaeus goes on and he speaks towards the spirit world that these Gnostics tried to influence, bringing their spirit world pagan teachings into the gospel of Jesus Christ. In the preface of the book, Irenaeus warns us this these men use scriptures to twist the truth The preface says this insomuch as certain men have set the truth aside and bringing in lying words and vain genealogies which as the Apostle says minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith and by means of their craftily constructed plausibilities Draw away the minds of the inexperienced, and take them captive. He puts in brackets, I have felt constrained, my dear friend, to compose the following treatise in order to expose and counteract their machinations. These men falsify the oracles of God, and prove themselves evil interpreters of the good word of revelation. Think of that, evil interpreters of the good word of revelation. They also overflow the faith of many by drawing them away under a pretense of superior knowledge. They claim this knowledge is from him who rounded and adorned the universe as if, forsooth, they had something more excellent and sublime to reveal. Think of that, something more excellent and sublime to reveal than that God who created the heavens and the earth and all things that are therein. You see, this belief of adoptionism was declared a heresy at the end of the second century because it denied the supreme deity of God. Most Christians today believe that Jesus was the eternally begotten Son of God, the Word that was in the beginning. Even John 1, 14 through 18 says this, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory. Glory is only the Son of God from the Father full of grace and truth in parentheses John bore witness about him and cried out this is he of whom I said he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me and remember John said this before Jesus was baptized for from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace for the law was given through Moses Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. Even among the followers of William Marion Branham, this orthodox view of Christ is widely accepted. Most see Jesus as the eternal God, and most believe the scriptures when they say that Jesus was the creators of the heavens and the earth. What they don't realize is that William Branham incorporated almost every heresy known to man within his sermons. Most heresies woven through William Branham's conflicts are even conflicting with each other, creating divisions among even his own following. During some of his sermons, William Branham taught adoptionism, the very thing Irenaeus spoke against. In November 1955, he says this, Everything that he give him as possession will take place. God adopted his own son. Like that. Jesus walking as a ordinary man. The very thing Irenaeus just spoke against. Jesus walking as an ordinary man, but one day upon Mount Transfiguration, he taken three as a witness, Peter, James, John, hope, faith, and charity, and called them out and separated Jesus from them and he overshadowed him and the Bible said his raiment shined like the Sun in its strength what was it that special robe God adopting his own son it makes you sick when you read it that special robe God adopting his own son second Peter 2 tells us that these heresies are destructive These heresies denying the deity of Christ are denying God himself, according to Peter. Peter says this, But false prophets arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. It's difficult to think about it, but remember Branham's car wreck. It was swift destruction, taking Branham off the scene before heresy could spread any further. Peter says, And many of you will follow after their sensuality, and because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. For if God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell, and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness, to be kept until the judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness, with seven others, when he brought a flood upon the world for the ungodly, if by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes he condemned them to extinction, making them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. And if you rescued the righteous Lot, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked, for as that righteous man lived among them day after day, he was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds that he saw and he heard. Then the Lord knows how to rescue godly from trials and how to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of the judgment and especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise authority think of it Peter just said that Sodom and Gomorrah were made examples of what would happen to these ungodly men he's speaking of these men who spread heresies Peter is very harsh with these words and there's no room for argument about heresy in Peter's mind let's continue bold and willful they do not tremble as they blaspheme the glorious ones whereas angels though greater in might and power do not pronounce blasphemous judgment against them before the Lord now this is a very serious statement Branham had several statements of heresy that blasphemed God he even said that in the name of the Lord thus saith the Lord that men should divorce their wives Peter says not even the angels in heaven are this bold but he says but these like irrational animals creatures of instinct born to be caught and destroyed blaspheming blaspheming about matters of which they are ignorant will also be destroyed in their destruction Suffering wrong as the wage for their wrongdoing. They count it as pleasure to revel in the daytime. They are blots and blemishes, reveling in their deceptions, while they feast with you. The single paragraph by Peter is very ironic. When we compare to the lifestyle of William Branham, Peter says, "They have eyes full of adultery, insatiable for sin. They entice unsteady souls they have hearts trained in greed he calls them accursed children forsaking the right way they have gone astray they have followed in the way of Balaam son of Baor who loved gain from wrongdoing but was rebuked for his own transgression a speechless donkey spoke with a human voice and restrained this prophets madness William Branham almost praised Balaam Though Balaam was a sorcerer, he was stoned for his abominations. Branham claimed that Balaam had the very same anointing as Moses. Branham taught that Balaam was anointed by God. And when we think of William Branham, we seldom associate adultery or greed. But our opinion of the man is based solely upon his own words, which were often fictional. In fact, His trips to what the American troops called Pig Alley in France speak many words about his character. It was the sin capital of the world. His reason for going? To see if it was as bad as the people claimed. After he went there, his conclusion, yep, it's pretty bad. (laughs) What does Peter say about these men who spread heresy? Let's find out. Peter says, They are waterless springs, and mists driven by a storm. For them the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved. For speaking loud boasts of folly, they entice by sensual passions of the flesh, those who are barely escaping from those who live in air. They promise them freedom, but they themselves are slaves to corruption. For whatever overcomes a person. To that he is enslaved. For, if after they have escaped the defilements of the world through knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the last state has become worse for them than the first. Let's pause here. Peter just said that if they had learned about Christ and had faith in Christ, they placed themselves in a worse state than they had ever been they would have been better off if they had never been a believer now when we come to the last part of this chapter this is one that Branham himself quoted often oddly when William Branham quoted it he applied it to other Christians and other denominations simply because they did not follow his extra biblical teachings when you think about the fact that the scripture is talking more about William Branham than other Christians and other churches in this scripture it's, well, it's a paradox. For it would have been better for them to have never known the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn back from the holy commandment delivered to them. What the true proverb says has happened to them. The dog returns to its own vomit, and the sow, after washing herself, t- returns to the wallow in the mire as Christians we should ask ourselves was Jesus Christ really adopted do we really believe in that heresy Irenaeus was regarded as one of the seven church angels according to William Branham why does one church angel call another one a heretic do we believe in the many other heresies that William Branham made current from the ancient times Are we really feasting on the Word of God? Or are we feasting on what that dog was eating? I'll let you decide.